welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are Hi, you Wendy. today? I'm good. How are you? Just living a dream. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, today, we get to talk about breaking the fitness plateaus. And I know personally, myself, I hear this from my clients all the time. Wendy, I've been working out consistently for two to three times a week for now three or four months. And I started seeing some, you know, improvement. I liked how I was feeling. I do have more energy. However, I don't think I look any different. And so I get that often. Ken, I'm sure you probably do as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you, you know, you, you definitely get a lot of the same comment, you know, it's, it's, about how they look, right? You know, I've lost a certain amount of weight or I've put on a certain amount of muscle, but I am not changing. And that's what comes up a lot, um, especially in the health club and gym environment. But um, I'm sure you hear this a lot too, Wendy. It's like, I'm not running any faster, you know, just as a, how can I get faster? How can I jump higher? How can I last longer into the golf game? So there's also a performance side of, of breaking plateaus. Um, as I'm sure you've heard that as well. So I think, you know, when, when it comes to today, we're going to, we're going to address it more. Well, I guess on both sides, right? How you look and how, as how you feel and how you perform when it comes to trying to break through your regular workout routine. Yes, there are changes that should occur. And that's one thing that, you know, you start to find these exercises that you love and you're like, oh my gosh, when I started, I was so sore. Mm -hmm. And then now you're not quite as sore as you were when you first began. So there is something to be said with that. And I think the number one thing that we should start with is let's look at your routine. Because as you continually or as you continually become fitter or feel like you're getting more energy or your performance is, you know, you're starting to see some gains, you really need to think every four to six weeks, your body is going to adapt to it, whatever it is that you're doing to it. So then you're going to have to start increasing your intensity maybe a little bit more and then thinking about maybe the exercises and be sure to switch those up. Sounds yep. simple. It, it's and it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, and it's, it is one of those things. And I'm and I know uh, speaking from experience, you know, having worked in the gym, you know, you go to the gym and you see those same regulars day and I know you see it too Wendy like the person that shows up at five o'clock in the morning or at five o'clock at night and you know exactly what piece of equipment that they're going to be on and when right they have their set routine they have they have their 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 favorites as you mentioned and they do it day in and day out and day in and day out and you see that same person doing the same thing from January December. And now kudos to them for actually coming in and working out and being consistent and doing something to better better themselves every day. But when you do the same thing over and and I know you've seen it, right? They they get onto the the seated chest press and then they go onto the seated row and then they gonna do on the the leg press or do some kind of lunges and then they go to the dumbbell rack and they do their curls and they do their overhead presses and you know just as they came in at five o'clock, they're out at six o'clock, right? They're, they're so routine in that way. Their sets and their reps, their exercise selection, all that is the same. So, you know, the easiest way to break things up is do something else, right? You can stick with the same motions is one of the things I might say. But, you know, if you did, instead of a seated chest press, you did a dumbbell press or a cable press. You know, if, if even if the time constraints are the same, 
just changing the format and looking at the routine from that vantage point is okay how how can we mix things up especially from an exercise selection standpoint that's that's one of the easier things to to do to kind of break that break that chain of monotony i guess i'd say and i think you did a you know great job providing that example because when i tell people switch it up and they're like well wendy i need to do my chest i'm like well exactly and to your point ken you know if you're always doing a barbell chest press if you were to stand up and do a cable chest press you're going to have a different demand placed on your core you're going to be using the muscles a little bit differently the resistance is coming from behind you so you're having to really press and then control it on the way back there are a lot of different things that are changing even though it's still a pressing motion and so that's one thing i really try to make my clients understand we switch it up all the time however you know i usually give them a certain amount of reps that i want them to accomplish and they need to have a certain tempo, meaning a certain speed when they're pushing out. I want them to push out a little bit quicker, pause and then come back nice and slow. So therefore, I can make sure that their form doesn't break. They can, quote, own that particular rep as well as that set. And then I can make adjustments as needed just to make sure that I'm not feeding into a compensation and they really are maximizing that set and, and each and every rep within that set in order to do it correctly. And then we're going to start to see gains. And that's the one thing I want people to understand is, you know, if you do the same thing to your point, your body will then will get used to it and it stops really mm -hmm. changing. But if you're always doing, let's say the, the, the barbell one day, because that's what you want to do. Then the next time you come in, you do the cable and then you do dumbbells and then maybe you do some tubing and, and again, really focusing on your form and technique. Those are all different all different, even though you're still utilizing the same muscles. Right. And, and, you know, from a, from a gym membership standpoint, if you're a member of a gym, um, you know what, you're paying for the whole gym, right? <laughs> you pay your membership covers, not just the selectorized equipment. So those fixed pieces of machinery where you have a, typically a weight stack and you're pressing on some bar or pulling on a bar, but you're paying for the whole gym. Why not use the whole gym? So like you mentioned, Wendy, if there's bands, if there's tubings, if you have cable machines uh, on top of the selectorized equipment, if you have dumbbells, you're paying for the whole gym. Use it. And one of the things that I tell people is, you know, a lot of gyms and health clubs will have, let's say, an introductory one session or a two session where you're, you're connected with a trainer. The floor trainer is one way you might call it or a personal trainer to help orient you to the facility. And full on take advantage of that because, you know, for one, it's a safety issue because who knows if you've never had instruction before on the equipment, um, having that second set of eyes. So, Wendy, like you're saying, you know, you, you have your clients do a certain modality one day and then a different modality another day. They can actually tell you, um, you know, how to use the other pieces of equipment properly, but they can also give you some guidance on form and technique. So I know we haven't really talked about form and technique, but if I am exercising with this poor posture, heads forward, shoulders forward, and I'm going to use a certain set of muscles to do that, whether right or wrong, but just by having somebody look at you and maybe telling you, Hey, why don't you, why don't you get your chest up a little bit, get your shoulders back, get your, you know, get your head on top of your rib cage so that, you know, you can be in the best position possible. And and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this, Wendy, but just by getting somebody to stand in a different posture in a different position, even if it's the same exercise that they've done day in and day out or a new exercise, but same motion, sometimes, well, I'll say 
almost all the time and i'm not an all or never guy <laughs> but just by changing body position and getting into the better safer position um is is enough to make make your muscles react differently right so if you've been exercising with your you know your head forward and doing all that you're going to use the wrong muscles but if i am tall upright I'm going to use the right muscles. So the bigger muscles are going to do more work. So you might even find yourself doing more work just by changing your position. I agree. And if you guys are just joining us, I'm Wendy Batts. I'm here with Ken Miller, and we are talking about breaking the fitness plateaus. So, so far, change up your routine. Don't do mm -hmm. the same exercises. One thing I also like, especially if they're a weight loss client or you had mentioned running or somebody that wants to work on maybe some cardio, um, I always throw in some different types of like sprinting mechanics. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they're running all the time, one thing that you can do is maybe put them on a rower for like 30 seconds. And oh, it's yeah. as, as hard as they can do maintaining proper positioning or putting them on a, on a bike. I know um, the assault bike really, uh, oh. it's, uh, <laughs> I have people. And for those of you guys that don't know what an assault bike is, it's the one with the big fan on the front and you've got the arms and you're pushing it as fast as you can in the hands, as well as using your feet. It really right. is a full body um, type piece of equipment. And if you're doing it for sprints or just what I call a metabolic blast, you're really increasing the heart rate very, very quickly. And then at that point, giving them a short rest. Um, and then we go right back into our workout. And, and I suggest, especially if you are weight loss and you really want to start to see some changes besides just changing up the actual exercises, throwing in some of maybe those 30 seconds at a time, whether it's on a piece of equipment, a mountain climber, anything that you want to do that you think would, quote, you know, be really hard um, and, and throw that in your routine. But then also too, give yourself the recovery and relax, but just do different things every time you go in. I think you're really going to start to see some of the changes that you want. Um, but one really important part, Ken, and I know we, we talked about it because you and I are really big believers in this, is you can work out as hard as you want and you can kill yourself at the gym. You can kill yourself with your diet, meaning like you are really, really focused on this. And then you sleep for two or three hours. You've got a lot of stress at work. You've got so much stuff going on on the to do's and then you don't recover right. at all. Right. And that's and that winds up being the, the bigger piece. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about let's just talk about one component right now, sleep. Right. Um, you know, and sleep. And we've done we've talked about this a lot <laughs> in, in <laughs> other episodes. So, again, that just is testament to how important sleep is, because you can do everything you need to give your body the stimulus necessary to to change your body composition, perform better. Right. And feel better. But unless you get that sleep where, again, that that deeper sleep, that REM cycle that you get over, you know, a, a nice solid night's uh, rest, that's when the hormones are excreted, you know, growth hormone, insulin, everything that it takes for your muscles to grow. And a lot of that's going to happen when you sleep. So unless you're you're taking advantage of that nighttime aspect of your recovery, then nothing else really matters right so i've again i've said this before I've, I've canceled clients when i figured out that they had an all-nighter right whether they had a, a a project to do or they had a finals to study for they text me at three in the morning saying you know what i'll be there i'm just going to be really tired and i'm like say save it don't even bother coming in sleep in that extra two hours i'll catch you you know i'll catch you tomorrow or you know we'll reschedule but the recovery aspect is huge yeah i know 
I'm one of those guys. I'll cancel you, but oh no, I'll, I'll cancel yeah. you too. But I don't usually get the oh, I was up all night studying. I get the oh, I went out last night and I did. I did lost track of time. Oh, that's so the I, other. I tell them the, the same way. thing. Yeah. We're we're gonna cancel this, but when you come into the gym, you better be ready, um, because it's fair game at that point. Um, we need to make it a priority that, and that's one thing I really do live by. It's a lifestyle change. And so you have to, mm -hmm. you know, pay for your actions, good, bad, or indifferent. So, um, so yes, recovery, very, very important. And that kind of falls along in, in my book, along with managing stress. If you can really try to get yourself into the gym, yeah. it's a good time to blow off steam, you know, check everything at the door, meaning all the drama that you've got going on, all the stuff at work, everything that you've got, because everyone's got stuff going on, everyone. And um, if you can kind of put that aside, focus on yourself and really what you need to feel better and move better, get a good workout, get a good night's rest and really try to work on, you know, meditation. We did another episode on meditation and the importance of really trying to clear your mind. So therefore, when you look back on the stuff that's stressing you out, some of it is out of your control and you're stressing over something that maybe, you know, you can't control. And so when you kind of put it into perspective, it will, it will help minimize that stress. But to your point, sleep is also going to help. You know, when you, when you go to bed stressed out and you get a really good night's rest, oftentimes when you wake up things your attitude's different you feel better and some of the stuff that was worrying you so much the day before really isn't quite as bad the next day so i think all of that plays a big you know it all works together imagine that yeah funny <laughs> funny how that works funny how that works now again when you bring up stress you know you can't you can't forget cortisol right that right. is the catabolic hormone so when you when you're stressed you're, you're anxious um, you know, your, your cortisol is high, which again, you know, there is an inverse relationship between cortisol and growth hormone and, and the, or the anabolic hormones. So if one's high, the other one's not going to be as high. So as long as your stress hormones are up, your, your hormones that promote muscle growth, um, that's going to be down, right? So managing stress, when a lot of people don't give it enough credit as far as being able to pause, you know, be in the moment, acknowledge Acknowledge what you can change and acknowledge what you cannot and then deal with it accordingly. And people that have problems with that process and I'm and I'm one of them. Right. <laughs> you know, figuring out, OK, what 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 change can I affect today with this situation? It's like once you figure it out, it's like, you know, what? there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just going to you know move on to the next thing. Uh, that has really made, you know, that, that makes a difference in the quality of sleep. Right. Because if you're in bed and your mind's racing that's going to affect the quality of sleep, right? Either you have a decreased duration of sleep, but also maybe a decreased intensity of sleep. Um, but overall, if you're stressed out, yeah, you're not going to do, you're not doing your body any good um, because of the hormonal effects when it comes to the recovery side. And again, if your hormones aren't there to help build muscle, it's actually there to break down tissue. And that's going to affect how well you get over that plateau that you're trying to get over. So part of the you know, big part of it is just addressing the mental side and getting over a plateau it could be just maybe maybe your routine is good. Maybe your diet and your nutrition, your hydration is right. But if you're the mental side isn't there, then, you know, it is going to be a cascade of events that kind of takes you one way versus the direction that you do want to go. Yes.
And if you're just joining us, we're talking about breaking the fitness plateaus with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller on Random Fit. And, you know, Debbie Downer over there was talking about the uh, cortisol and how <laughs> how if you, you don't get a good night's rest and you can't manage your stress. Debbie your Downer. <laughs> trying to keep this positive, Ken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to do or not to do. That is like, yes, that is the question. And so one of the big ones, and here goes, here goes my, my Debbie Downer, is you really should try to avoid alcohol because alcohol is a lot of empty calories. You're going to feel like garbage the next day if you drink too much. Mm -hmm. um, I know with football season around the corner, this is my time of year where I really have to be very aware of what I'm eating and drinking. And um, so, you know, just being, trying to avoid it, minim, you know, minimizing how much you are drinking if you do want to have a couple cocktails. We're not saying don't do that, but just know that if you're not hitting your fitness goals, You've got to look at the the well-rounded picture. Look at what you're what you're eating. So tracking your food, I think, is really big. People don't like to do it, but guys, if you can really understand portion sizes and realize how much more you may be eating, then it is it's a big like, oh, I thought I was only eating 1,200 calories. It comes out when I actually had someone help me with portion sizes. I'm eating 2,500 calories, and that's a significant difference if you're not moving as much as you want because you will plateau. Um, and, and I know, Ken, one thing that we really want to talk about, and I think you can help actually help explain this probably better than I can, I don't know about is, that. is that if you start at a certain weight and you haven't really been working out, you know, you start to see these changes pretty quickly. You know, you're going to start to see within two to three weeks that your body's changing shape, you're mm -hmm. having more energy. But if you don't adjust your diet as you start losing more weight and gaining more, you know, lean muscle mass, or gaining weight if that's what you're trying to do, but you don't adjust your your calorie you know calorie intake or your programming, you're also going to plateau, and it's not always for the better. Right, and again, going back to the body composition aspect of breaking plateaus, a lot of people don't realize that you know if if you know just for round numbers' sake, if you're 200 pounds, no offense to 200 pounders out there, but if for simple math, because I need nice round numbers. Uh, if you're 200 pounds when you were to start working out, but then, you know, you think you're moving 200 pounds around, right? Whether you're walking, lifting weights, doing squats, you have to move 200 pounds around. But as soon as you start spending the calories and energy, now you're 195 pounds and now you're 190 pounds. So you're moving less weight around, which also means you're doing less work, right? So you're not spending as much energy to move that extra five or 10 pounds that you had when you first started. So just by losing weight, if we're talking about body weight exercises, cardio, uh, running, jogging, things like that, you're, you, you, you might see a plateau because your body's not doing as much. You're, you don't have the original stimulus you had to initiate the change. So you do have to do something different from, from that vantage point. And I think that's where you were going, Wendy. I don't know. I kind that's, of lost my, yeah. my train of thought. So, so but, I wanted you to do the math today. I'm like, yeah, you know. I was like, that's as, that's as math as I get 200 pounds, 190 pounds, but you know, that, so there's a lot less work to do. Um, but that also means that you, you're also, you know, it's, it's about the, the muscles are going to change. They're going to get more dense. The connective tissue has to build up in their integrity. Their nervous system uh, is taking up a lot of energy, especially if you're adding, you know, cognitive training type of exercise, you know, like throwing math problems. So if I'm working with a client, I'll throw math problems. I'll say, do you remember? What? Your yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in some math numbers. Math. That better be yeah. easy. 
Well, it'll be like, all right, Wendy, do your push-ups, and I want you to do. You remember the first? Do you remember your phone number growing up? I do. Okay, yeah. So I'll say, okay, recite it in your head going forward as you are doing your push-ups, and then mm-hmm. as you get to that, all right, you got that down. All right, now recite it backwards, right? <laughs> so I'll add some some thinking. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do well with you. <laughs> Or like doing the alphabet, you know, you do the alphabet A to Z and then you go from Z to A while you're doing lunges or something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, just to make it interesting. Right. Well, but will, it's also yeah. super personal story, but my dad actually had to go to his doctor this week. And one of the questions when he was getting ready to do whatever um, they were doing, which I mean, he's a man who's like in his 80s. So you can imagine what kind of testing was going through. His doctor told him to count from 100 and then subtract seven all the way down. And so he was like, what? And so that way he wasn't thinking about what the doctor was doing. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I would have to start using my fingers. I don't know. Like, I'm just not that good of just minimizing 100 minus seven, you know, minus seven, minus seven as I go down. Like, that's just too hard for me. Make things, li- make yeah, life I, easy. I, get to <laughs> I know, right? Me too. I'm like, mm. <laughs> no, is that right? Anywho, back anyway, on breaking plateaus, do math when you're working out and you're going to, those pounds will melt away. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, adding, adding some, you know, just different stimulus again, if I'm, if I'm getting the muscles, connective tissue, uh, why not the neurological? Right. Just get the brain thing because you do spend you do spend a lot of you do spend a lot of calories when you do think. Right. So adding a cognitive part of things as well. So and that will also add to the initial, you know, drop of, you know, if we're talking body composition, the drop of weight because you spend so much energy, you know, changing the body. The body's got to go through a lot of changes. It takes calories to do that. So um, once you've plateaued, you know, you get that six, eight weeks into the program and like now now the weight isn't coming off as fast as it did initially well there was a lot of things at play your body had to make the changes and it took a lot of calories to do it plus you're also moving a lot less weight than you did when you first started working out right, right. so a couple of things at play that you know you, people don't realize you you got to keep challenging the body to keep what you started happening Right. Plus, you got to think you become more efficient as your body gets used to actually moving. It really needs to be challenged more and more. So that's why when we tell people, you know what, if you stay within a certain, you know, rep range, meaning if I say I want you to do 12 reps and I want you to go nice and slow, I may be working more on your stabilization system. If I say do, you know, eight reps and I want you to lift a little more load, still maybe moving the weight a little bit faster, Mm -hmm. you know, lifting heavier, it's because I know that you've got a good foundation. I know that you're going to be able to move and then we can start building more on your strength or more on your strength endurance and then working more on your size and, and, and going up, up kind of our OPT NASM model that we talk about. There is a process that's been researched to show you know, just challenging your muscles every four to six weeks when you know that you've kind of owned what you've been doing, you're going to start to see these gains um, all the way up from stabilization to power. It's just you've got to be creative. You've got to be smart in your programming. You know, somebody's going and having a really bad day at the gym, but you've got a lot of compensations. Your neck is sore, your shoulders are rounded, your back hurts. And then you start lifting really heavy or going to throw something against the wall. That's not going to help anything. And you really aren't going to start to see anything other than maybe more pain than you should have after your workout. You're not able to recover as much. And then it could have potential setbacks into your workout routine, especially, you know, that's not the route you want to go. So you want to be very smart, but just, you know, increase the load sometimes, change it up, get some good sleep. And another one that I want to tell, you know, people is this is a big one that I, I stress to my clients is 
please just stay off the scale. Um, I have a scale at my house and I, you know, was weighing myself all the time. And it was like, man, I really, you know, I ran really hard yesterday. I worked out really hard today and you're not seeing a change, but like every seven days. So like every Sunday I was like, okay, I'm going to get on, I'm going to not look at it for seven days. And then I started to see just, you mm-hmm. know, small changes. I could tell that I looked differently, but, but I didn't notice these significant numbers when I was really focusing on everything that I ate, everything that I was doing in the gym, as well as on my cardio. But if I were to take measurements and did circumference measurements of what my arms are, my, my chest, my hips, my st- whatever it is, I would have seen a big difference. So if you're a trainer working with someone, I always tell people take measurements because the scale, it's going to fluctuate, especially being a female, if you're going to fluctuate. And it's unfortunate, but don't look at the number. Look at how you're, you know, I, this is a big one. And I say this virtually on our Facebook page all the time, put on the one pair of jeans you want to get in and take a picture of yourself trying to get on them. And then every month, try to put those same pair of jeans on and see if you can see progression. One day you may get in them. If not, you need to donate them and try again. (laughs) You know how many zippers and buttons I would break if I try to. I said try. I didn't say sports. I didn't say start tucking in the fat. I just I said like, try. It's like it won't get past my thighs. Um, yeah, and that's and that is a great point. You know, as far as using other other modalities to look at body composition as you're, as you're talking about. So it's not just about density on a scale, and that's all a scale does is look at how much mass is on top of it, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I did have a client, one of my first clients, uh, I think I brought her up before, but her name was Lori, one of my first clients um, when I moved back home to San Diego. And I trained with her for a couple years, actually. And when I changed facilities, I got promoted, got got put in charge of another newer facility. And she didn't want to make the move with me because it's, you know, a little bit farther. But when we reassessed her at the end, from the beginning to end, she had lost a total of um actually yeah she lost three pounds on the scale but when we looked at her body composition and we used the tape measure for that um we estimated that she lost 11 pounds of fat but had put on you know eight pounds of lean tissue and she did right and what that looked like as far as what she wore was that she went from a size 10, 12 down to a two, four, right? So, but that was with a net difference of three pounds on the scale, right? So, and that's with, you know, watching things like, you know, she'd walk in with, she walked in with one day with a big old big gulp of soda. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you decided to indulge today. And she says to me, it's like, no, I do this every day on my drive home. Like, (laughs) All right. First of all, we're going to cut that, right? You're going to do, you know, drink water, do something else. But, you know, just to look at, you know, her husband didn't like me much because she had to basically get a whole new wardrobe from when she first started training with me to to the end. Uh, But, you know, overall is if she depended on the scale, she would have been very, very, very disappointed because it was only three pounds of difference. But overall, she went from a, let's say a, a 10 to a two. And that's the power of of making body composition changes and looking at something else other than the scale. A 10 from a two, huh? Usually, usually you want to go from a two to a 10, but in this case, definitely when you're talking about sizes of clothes, yes. If you want to do weight loss, you're going. (laughs) That's the extent of my knowledge when it comes to clothing. 
outside of large and extra large. Uh, that's just, you know, that was really bad humor right there. You know, <laughs> well, you always say, oh, you know what? She was a 10 when you, when you left with her, you woke up and she was a two. Have you heard that one? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. Um, so yes. And, and of course, diet's going to play a huge role because you can work out, you can really focus on what you're doing when it comes to cardio and everything, but your nutrition is super, super important. And, you know, again, if you're not, if you're not sure what to eat, that's when you should refer out. Go talk to a you know registered dietitian. You know maybe look into a certified nutrition um, coach through NASM. They would be able to provide you with some good guidelines to think about and try. Um, but you know you, you guys know just what what you put in your mouth. Just be think is this a good idea? And if you're like oh I know I shouldn't do this, then maybe indulge a little bit and um, and you know think about that too. So. If you're doing everything on the on the physical side that you know you can, you have to look a little bit deeper into yourself when it comes to your nutrition. But, you know, all in all, I think we probably provided some good sleep or good sleep, some yeah. good tips <laughs> with sleep being a part of that. So you want to I'll give you a recap. This is my recap. Tell me. Yeah, what I, I was just going to say, Wendy, what are the takeaways here? Key takeaways. Number one, change up your workout routine, meaning change the exercise selection that you're doing. Maybe slow your tempo down a little bit. Focus on bringing in your abs, squeezing your glutes, having really good posture, and really think about executing the particular, if we're doing a chest press, the particular movement throughout its full range of motion. Be present in the moment that you're in the gym. Manage your stress. Watch your diet. Change up your cardio a little bit. Do something different. If you don't like it, the reason you don't like it is because it's hard. So maybe try the stuff you don't like because the more that you do it, your body will start to adapt. You're going to have to burn more calories. If you um, really want to challenge yourself at the gym, apparently you need to do math, according to Ken. Um, I, on the other yeah. hand, don't do math. I just focus on the things that that I can focus on to be successful because I like positive. <laughs> and don't don't get on the scale every day. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that. Just don't save do that. yourself the anxiety. Save yourself. <laughs> yeah. Take out the batteries, you know, whatever you need to do. Um, good takeaway. Basically, you took mine. So uh, <laughs> have fun. You know, sometimes yes. you need to you need to bump it up and don't be afraid to get a trainer. Um, you know, somebody with different insights, scout them out. A lot of good guys out there that can definitely help you, you know, break through a plateau, get your body realizing some changes. You know, sometimes it's, you know, creativity doesn't all have to come from your own head. It can come from somebody else's experience and, and knowledge and, and background to help you change things up and, you know, do that every, every once in a while. But sometimes, Hey, you know what? Guidance is, you know, guidance, a little help. It's, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Help me help you. Help you. Yes. Exactly. Right. That's, <laughs> that's my takeaway. Help me help you. Yes. So thanks, Wendy. That was some good stuff today. I, th I think I'm going to go do a different routine today from my, my usual bench press squat and power cleans. Oh, wow. Yes. No, I'm um, just kidding. According know. to your posture, I would say that would be a really good idea. Oh, hold on. <laughs> sit upright a little bit. All right. So always assessing, Ken. Always I know. Assessing. I know. Hey, the camera does add 10 pounds <laughs> and it does add a forward head and forward shoulder. Just just so we're all on the same page. Yes. So another great episode, Wendy. Thank you so much for your expertise and sharing your experience with us here on breaking the fitness plateaus so for you guys listening and watching on youtube um thank you so much for coming back for another episode of random fit 
through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Again, with Wendy Batts, me, myself, Ken Miller. If you like what you listen to, like, follow, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you want to hear because we are here to please. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well. Oh,